Have you ever wanted an instruction manual for your life? Something that went over the stuff that isn't always obvious? Or even some of the stuff that is? My name is Sarah Ramsey. I'm a singer, voice, performance, and growth coach, and I've spent a lifetime open to the lessons behind our experiences and seeking out pathways to becoming more enlightened, better humans. And I'm Dr. Stefan Rabnett. I've been a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine for over 20 years, and I'm also a Jay Shetty certified life coach. I've long been fascinated with our human superpowers, the ones we don't quite have the instruction manual for, and I'm forever curious about how we can unlock them. Welcome to This Big Life Podcast, where we have deeper conversations about the nature of existence, our place in it, and how we can leverage these things to create the life we want. Basically, we're bringing the woo-woo to you, you. But don't worry, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Thanks for joining us today, folks. We are here talking about honoring me in 2023. So this was born out of kind of noticing a big shift this year. I think a lot of times as we move from one year into another, a lot of people go through uh, goal setting and big intention setting and What I really noticed this year was way more gentleness around that process. Didn't mean we weren't still inundated with all the sales pitches to up-level your life and do all the things at that time of year. But what I noticed really in the people around me and in some of the thought leaders that I, you know, follow online and that kind of thing was a real shift to smaller, less um, hard-lined, less big boundaries, less uh, ticking the boxes, and just a lot softer and a lot gentler through that process. So we thought we would talk about it. Yeah. And here we well, are. First, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> we're going to... That's what we do. We're going to talk about it. That's what we do. And... Uh, yeah, and on one level, it's almost like about time, you know, like for New Year's and the transitions in calendars, we've, um, you know, January 1st has always been this significant date where it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. things are going to change. This is where this is going to be the thing. And um, I, th- my take on it is what, what seems like has shifted this year, as you say, because I agree, there seems to be a little bit of a shift in who knows mm-hmm. we can get into why that's the case or what's happened over the last number of years but it seems to be less about the things and more about the energy behind the things yeah. so the things being the habits like okay on january 1st i'm gonna go to the gym and do do like and we kind of build up or at least we have in the past these big ideals of the things and it's going to be the things and i think what we've shifted to and perhaps evolved to is recognizing that it's the energy behind the things not the things that we're actually doing per se, although that's relevant, mm-hmm. but it's the energy that that gets us there. It's the energy behind why we choose those things. And um, honestly, that seems like that's a lot more sustainable in terms of actually initiating change that we like. So um, I agree. Mm-hmm. And, and I think so, so many times, as you say, January 1st, go to the gym. This is the year I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to lose 1 million pounds. Okay. So perhaps a little bit of an exaggeration, but you, you get my drift. But what we do 99 times out of a hundred is set ourselves up for failure with such hardline goals. Mm-hmm. And what I'm really enjoying about watching this shift happen in what feels like a, a pretty big uh, level of consciousness, like it's not just me, it's not just you, like it feels more systemic than that. Mm-hmm. 
And what I'm really enjoying about that is it just feels more attainable, more sustainable, more honoring of things like rest and energy cycles and those pieces that are really not usually considered when we're talking about, I'm going to lose 1 million pounds and get shredded this year. Totally. You know? Yeah, no. And then just hearing you talk about that, it feels good. Like when you in the, um, that calm voice in terms of about the energy, the stuff that's sustainable mm-hmm. and what just popped as you were talking is, um, I think in the past, some of those big grandiose goals of I'm going to change my life and it's going to mm-hmm. be, I'm going to lose the billion pounds and have energy and do all the things is almost choosing from what we're not wanting. It's almost like we're mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, like spewing out or um, kind of almost up chucking, getting rid of like a guilt or some kind of subconscious judgment we have on ourselves and that kind of goal being related to that judgment. Whereas I think what you're saying now is is this shift. It's not about judgment at all. It's about growth. So we've kind of shifted the, the, um, the parameters of like where we're choosing from. So it's not, it seems to be less about the judgment either, you know, from before of just like, Oh, I'm horrible. Then I'll be better. Like that kind of dichotomy and kind of getting rid of all that. And now it's more like, okay, well, what, it's just about going forward. What do I want to create? Like what's, what's happening here? And honoring that there's a little vulnerability in that. And that's where that softness and that kind of like, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Kind of energy can really start to come in. So I love that. Yeah, it's cool. That perspective of moving. uh, uh, Yeah, that, that really lands for me when you talk about that, that the old, the old way of doing it was really came from a place of judgment, self-judgment usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that shift to that new paradigm of coming from a place of growth. That Yeah. Yep. Totally. Nailed it. I mean, the self-judgment can still, still obviously creep in, right? Like I think with yeah. any kind of goal, the little stuff that comes in, but, uh, Again, because it's it seems to be a little less about that tangible like target goal of this many reps or this many things or mm-hmm. uh, this many minutes of meditation or like that quantifiable mm-hmm. aspect. And again, more about that energy of, of progress. And um, yeah, it's nice. I think we could all handle that, right? I agree. I think the world can handle that. I think who are we kidding, right? The world can handle a little kind of gentle growth forward um, and less kind of movement out of reaction. And I guess that's another yep. way of looking at kind of choosing out of self-judgment is usually those choices are made out of reaction. So yeah, in years past, the New Year's resolutions have been kind of New Year's reactions. So yeah. Yeah. And I think that we can look at this. I like, I think that transition from one year to the next is the time that is the most Mm -hmm. prevalent for us to make those sort of goals, intentions, resolutions, that kind of thing historically. But I think those things also happen uh, maybe on a smaller scale, but at times of seasonal change, at times of emotional change, at times of big life upheaval, um, relationship change, birth, death, like all of those pieces, those are times when we sometimes, we, I think that we want quantifiable pieces to hang on to in the face of other things feeling uncertain. Totally. And uh, so it's, if I can do this thing, then I'll be okay. And so I'm going to set this goal or, or this thing, and that's going to get me through. And, uh, you know, I think maybe choosing some, some softness and navigating according to our energy cycles meaning our internal energy cycles. I'm talking a little bit less woo-woo energy cycles and more just our own systems. Like there are times where we've got a shit ton of energy and there are times where we are so depleted and honoring that and working to those cycles 
is where we can really be our best selves is is by honoring that instead of setting these outside goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's def- it we might as well use all the, like momentum that we have and riding those waves, right? Because again, I think that's what mm-hmm. you're saying is we have these natural rhythms within us and you know yeah. you could ride one of those waves to kind of get to where you want to go if you go with it and you're aware of it as opposed to fighting against it you know oh, nothing's happening right well you know it can it can mm-hmm. be a little bit easier if you kind of go with the flow a little bit with the rhythms so um like what are some rhythms that you notice within yourself like just time of day like what like what well, is there an example I, i'll one? tell you what what really um started me thinking about those rhythms was last year, 2022, I read Kate Northrup's book, Do Less. It originally had a longer title. It was something about Do Less for Busy Moms, I think. I think she's re-released it with the title Just Do Less because it really isn't about just moms. And it really resonated with me. And I ordered her planner, which is huge, but I love paper planners. So I was all up on that. And it is all based on um, lunar energy, right? So Mm -hmm. I, and it's really speaking to people who identify female primarily because they're talking about um, egg cycles, really like the the female egg cycles um and how that is affected by the lunar cycle so whether or not you buy into that what it did was she you know her planner pages are laid out in such a way that you actually track your energy in a few different categories every day for you can do it for as long as you want but i did it for a couple of months and I started looking at the patterns on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly, and according to the lunar cycles. And, you know, for me, there was some relationship there around where I had lots of energy and where I had no energy. Whatever the cycle is for you, I think that the piece that was the most useful for me was the fact that I tracked it for a little while. Totally. And I don't think I have to do that forevermore. I tracked it for a couple of months um, pretty diligently every day with a bit of a check-in and figured out what my cycles were. And more than anything, what that did was it gave I gave myself permission to start working within my cycles, meaning I gave myself permission to rest at those times when I had less energy and to work more at those times when I had more energy, but to really aim to push through and work anyway when I was depleted. I I really aim to do that less and it that was born out of that process of like tracking my energy cycles and so would you like rate your energy at various times of the day like on a scale of one to ten or how would that work um i'm just grabbing it here so i can look at it so she's got daily and monthly trackers and the daily i have to look at one because it's been a while since i did it so you there's a couple things that you check in with in the morning and in the evening. So in the morning, how was my sleep last night? How many hours of sleep did I get? What is my focus or intention or priority for the day? And then what do I feel like doing that day? How can I honor that even in a small way? And then in the evening, you're rating things. Um, so things like how is your physical energy today? Exhausted, medium, high, low. How did you feel in your body today? Any symptoms to note? Grounded, fresh, ignited, inward. So, you know, it was like a series of questions like that, but it's literally like little icons that you just circle. So it was the, it it took two minutes. I I like the word ignited. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, it was there was some actually great questioning there. And then what went really great today? What didn't go so great? What did you learn from it? And what are you grateful for? It was like the whole process took maybe three minutes a day to do. And she she correlates thing some things to certain um you know, menstrual follicular ovulation, luteal, like phases of the cycle, things like research, making decisions, planning, initiating things, connecting. So you're, you're sort of tracking how you're feeling about what you're interested in doing that day. And it's, it's those things, tracking those over some time. And I think, yeah, and obviously that would have benefit for everybody. Obviously there's, you know, a thematic aspect, you know, like to, absolutely um, you know, the menstrual cycle that even males with respect to creativity and our yinness yes. and, and stuff kind of as relates to, but the, the, the skill, or I should say the habit of tracking and starting that, I think that's, ex- mm. that's exactly it. What you said is so beneficial because it seems so like innocent and innocuous, like, oh, well, it's just not that I'm just writing stuff down. And mm-hmm. in essence you are, but it is so important and so helpful to take stock of things, but then actually to start kind yeah. of this cascade of other habits and other kind of changes to happen. I forget where I read this, but one of the um, most successful things for weight loss for people generally is just writing down what they ate. So not like any big like, okay, I Mm -hmm. have to like instantaneously meal plan or I have to do this or that. But just literally I ate oatmeal and a cheeseburger or whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. that process then brings the stuff that we're not always aware about into that kind of awareness field within ourselves. Right. And in doing so, then it's just like, oh, okay. It's easier to create change when it's kind of in that field in front of us as opposed to kind of in the background. Yeah. So I yeah. uh, I love that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think it also, like if I'm envisioning myself doing it, it also, you know, I know cognitively and it makes sense that I have different rhythms and then there'll be times Mm -hmm. when I'm have energy and I don't, but when I'm in a point where I don't have energy, I can easily go to a should or a fix mentality in the sense of just like, Oh, okay, well I should do something different or I can fix it if, or if like, or whatever the, you know, bustling commentary inside me is as opposed to just realizing, Oh, you know what? The tide's out, right? That's just kind of, it's going to come back in. Right. It's just kind of you're noticing like base. And I would like to say that. So as someone who spent most of 2022 really trying to like shift my own um, relationship with rest, because (laughs) uh, historically I have not allowed myself much of it. And I really tried to shift that last year with a a large degree of success. And I still have to, over and over and over again, I still have to come back to reminding myself that I don't have to earn rest. I'm like entitled to rest just by being human. I don't have to earn it. And and so those times when I when the tide is out and I don't have anything, I am depleted. My um, habit is still to push through because it's what I've done my whole life. And I still have to remind myself that actually the best way to take care of myself is to just allow myself the rest because that will fill me up and the tide will come back in quicker. Totally. So it is not a one and done process. All the tracking was really helpful for me to bring awareness to it. And I still have to remind myself over and over and over again. Yeah, fair enough. Right. And I think that that's where um, the quote unquote work or commitment comes in is that mm-hmm. that willingness to be continuously gentle on ourselves 
and remind ourselves where we're wanting to go. Yeah. And because again, as you say, I've I've been that situation too. It's just like rest seems like an indulgence, right? Whereas it's just like, of course not. And it'd be easy to tell somebody else, right? They'd be like, no, rest. You need it. You've been working so hard. Like, you know, your body needs it. Like you can, it's easy to see in somebody else. But it is a little bit more challenging to honor that within ourselves because there's that, oh mm-hmm. no, right? There's just too much. It's, 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 it can definitely be a challenge. So yeah. as part of honoring me in 2023, I like that is kind of being gentle mm-hmm. and allowing ourselves to rest. Yeah. So I guess that is an, that's another kind of question. So what th- things do you find helpful? Like say if you do set a goal, like of letting yourself rest or... Um, say for some people, mm-hmm. you know, meditation or a little bit of exercise or diet and things, you know, it's great for a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, people are just like, yeah, I can feel it. And then it kind of fades away a little bit. What any tips or any thoughts about kind of what we do in that moment when things start to kind of slide a little bit, things don't seem as fresh. What, uh, what are some things that we can do or is, do we need to do anything? Well, I I think that um, the only thing that we really need to do is choose to get present with it, meaning a presence of mind, and be able to sort of re-choose in that moment. Um, So I'm personally moving away from I have to do it because I set the goal a month and a half ago and I have to do it because of that goal that I set then and moving more into honoring knowing what I want to achieve all around and knowing how I feel in my body at this moment how can I how can I honor all of those things in the best balance? I love that. Because let's face it, life is a balancing act. And going to the gym when I feel absolutely depleted, because I said I was going to go to the gym five days a week, is not actually always the best way to take care of myself. Does it mean I'm a warrior and I push through and blah? Yeah. Does it mean I'm probably going to end up getting sick? Because I know my body and I know that's what happens in my own body. Yeah, that's probably what will happen. So is the best balance to actually allow myself rest and and then keep checking in. And, you know, two days from now when I'm feeling a little bit better rested and a little more energetic, knowing that that's still that health balance is still a a big important piece for me and going to the gym is a part of that and eating well is a part of that Um, how can I hold all of those pieces in the best balance at this moment perfect and that is going to be like a lava lamp it is ever shifting and moving but we are always going to be assessing what is the best balance right now Totally. I love that. I was hoping you would say something like that because that's exactly, it just resonates. It makes a lot of sense. It's just what we were talking about at the beginning. It's not about the things, but the energy behind the things. Mm -hmm. So we'll use the thing as like this little bit of a kind of reference point or pulls us along. But if it, if something happens to it, it is an opportunity to kind of recalibrate. And I, I agree. I think almost like asking a question can be a helpful way to kind of um, get back. Like I know I've gone through this with certain like, um, you know, sayings or affirmations, right? Like you kind of dive in and you mm-hmm. say it for a couple of weeks and it just feels like you're like, yeah, my life's changing everything. And then you say it and it's a bit stale yeah. or you say it, it's kind of right there. So, and it's, um, I think when that happens, right, you have a few, op- you have a few choices. You can keep forcing it. You can abandon it all together and be like, oh, do, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Or you can recalibrate and almost ask, okay, what, like, what choice can I make today that honors the energy uh, behind the growth that I'm working towards? Yeah. 
that encompasses all that original kind of freshness, like that type of thing. And because the awareness to that question can be anything, right? It could be rest. Mm -hmm. It could be to go back and do like that, you know, go to the gym again. It could be to do something totally different. But I guess what it requires is, as you say, the the ability to kind of stop and be present Mm -hmm. and choose from there. And, um, yes, I agree. I think a question is a great way to do it because, you know, when we're in question, we're not in conclusion. We're almost, you know, we're a bit more into yeah. that expansive. As soon as we ask a question, we're instantaneously in a receptive state, right? Because we're, we're expecting yeah. something, right? So it's just like, you know, so I, I think it's a good way to kind of get guidance from the nether regions of our consciousness. Yeah. And I think there, there's there's two pieces I want to say here. One of them is that checking in with that internal balance, that internal lava lamp. <laughs> I do love um, that. I do. I do. I, do, <laughs> I really want to see a lava lamp right now. Like I want to. I really want a lava lamp. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it would go very nicely on the credenza behind you in your office, actually. Thank you. I think that, uh, yeah, my kids would love yeah. it too. That might yeah. happen. Okay. Yeah, a blue lava lamp with that painting behind you. Yeah. Anyway, okay. um, yeah, checking in with our internal um, balance, our internal lava lamp, what I think that helps us do is stay out of that all or nothing paradigm. It helps us stay out of that. Well, I ate the cupcake. So the diet's done for the whole day. So I might as well go to Kentucky fried chicken or, you know, whatever, like, obviously I'm just making stuff up, but like, it's that thought process. (laughs) Never, never in my life. You know, I, as some as someone with disordered eating, it's definitely been well. I've eaten one cupcake. I might as well eat them all. And I think we've all definitely been in that space. But if you are checking in with that balance, you can be in a place where eating one feels good, and then stopping also feels good. Totally, like because you're that present. That is a much more accessible place and not going to the gym today is a way to honor your body and going to the gym tomorrow is a way to honor your body like that it it keeps us out of that one and done all or nothing black and white place with um and we're obviously using health and gym and eating and body as an example but it is by no means the only uh place that this occurs no, totally. It could be for gratitude. It could be all the things yeah. that we feel like, okay, I want to embody this type of thing. And then we're moving towards that. So it, it can be everything. Yeah. But I, I told when you were saying the the thing about like the brownies and, and, you know, I've definitely been there with like a plate mm-hmm. of cookies and it's interesting what happens. It's almost like this little fuck it voice kind of comes yeah. in. And it's just like, right and you just kind of wolf everything down and i think it's an aspect of almost trying to have control over something that you feel like ah you know it's like your control issue comes out and it creates this all or nothing type of you know situation and Mm -hmm. it's funny right because i think we've you know and then because rarely have I eaten a plate of cookies and been like, oh, yeah, I'm totally glad I did that. Right. Yeah. And that felt I'm great. Glad, that felt great. <laughs> you know, I but after eating a cookie or two, I've definitely felt that before. Like, yeah. that was awesome. Right. Like, I tasted that. Like, that felt yeah. really good. That was a darn good cookie. But um, I, when I'm thinking back, there's almost like a bit of a dopamine hit that comes from that fuck it. And I think sometimes we that's why we choose it. Right. Of just like, right. Like the. Yeah. I think having done a a fair bit of um, work in the disordered eating realm on, on myself, for myself, I think there's also a place where um, we use food just like any other substance or any other uh, addictive behavior. We use it to numb So once you've eaten one or two and you feel like, shit, 
I'm a terrible person for having done that. Now you have to turn the feelings off. So now you eat the rest of the plate of cookies or the rest of the cupcakes or the rest of whatever, because now you're trying to shove the feelings down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're definitely going in a completely different direction right now, but (laughs) there you go. So, but no, uh, but right. That's part of honoring me in 2023. That's a good, but that's a good take and that's a relevant take because you can almost, that also goes to all these other types of um, behaviors and energies we're trying to initiate to grow. So from, you know, whether or not that's exercise or the lack thereof of just kind of being like, oh, I'm not going to move, right? I'm going to let myself just be, um, well, depressed has kind of came to mind because I think sometimes we can do that. We just feel like there's this weight Mm -hmm. on us, right? And so we just want to just shut off, watch TV, like do whatever, like Mm -hmm. basically cope. And, um, uh, so it's, it, it's, uh, that's part reaction part, like, cause it's, it, it's easy to do. And again, it's, it seems, it's, it seems to be this recurring theme that comes up a lot and also a lot in our, our podcasts, but for obviously good reason. And it sounds simple, but, and it is, but it's also a challenge and that's to be present in every moment, yeah. right. Or not in every moment. Cause that's almost like a. But yeah, in the way, every moment, right? So at least being the goal. And when we are, then we can navigate like that aspect of being like in reaction or mm-hmm. um, what am I really kind of, what's really behind this right now, right? And that's where we get able to get to, well, it's not about going to the, the actual activity. It's about that energy mm-hmm. of progress and honoring ourselves and being, I think, um, kind of in partnership with our body a little bit. Like there seems to be a bit of a theme there with some of these habits, whether or not that's, you know, from exercise or meditation or um, diet is being in partnership with our bodies. And in order to do that, you know, we got to, it's like any relationship, we got to be, have at least have some um, distinct moments where we're present with whatever or whoever we're in the relationship with. So it's the same thing with our bodies. And, uh, um, again, easier said than done, but at the Mm -hmm. same juncture, you can do it. Yeah. And I think also important to recognize that, um, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this in a way that isn't gibberish. (laughs) Gibber. We speak gibberish. We speak speak gibberish gibberish on this podcast. We do. When I, okay. I'm just going to form it in the way of an, like an example, when I feel depleted, it might be more than I can handle to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. And the best way to honor my body might be to rest. And then my friend beside me, when she feels depleted, it might be the best way for her to honor her body to go to the gym because that's where she gets energized. Yeah. So my point being that what that looks like can be very different for different people. So the other piece of this, like not only do we have to not stand in judgment of ourselves, but we have to learn to honor and allow for ourselves, but we also need to not stand in judgment of other people because what their uh, solutions for honoring themselves, what that looks like for them might be very different from what it looks like for us. Absolutely. Well said. Um, That wasn't gibberish at all as a fan of gibberish and all gibber dialects i'm somewhat disappointed because that was totally totally coherent thought and articulate i will do better next time (laughs) thank you thank you um exactly right because again it's about the uh, honoring ourselves is about honoring ourselves not honoring Mm -hmm. like or it's not about what other people choose either way right Mm -hmm. and um, and that's important to realize again, also when you do see, you know, yeah, like your friends like, oh yeah, I went out, I did a, I did a 10 kilometer run, you know, and then I meditated for an hour and mm. you're like, whoa, and that's was right for them, right? Yes. Or that's, that's their journey. So that's an aspect of that. And I, getting back to questions is I, I think it like, you know, I love the question, what does honoring myself look like today? Yeah. And 
it kind of, it, it does get to like all the things that you just kind of mentioned and it allows us to kind of choose from, um, from that place, right. Of, of honor, like honoring being that aspect of being conscious about something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it can be, it can be anything because it's it's interesting. Like when I I say if I'm kind of having a little bit of a like the tide is out type of day, and mm-hmm. I ask that question, you know, sometimes my brain will pop in and be like cookie or like you know or mm-hmm. like something like I'll just watch you know something that would almost be checking out. And then when that option comes up, you can almost start to notice an energy that's tied with it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, ah, uh, no, no, you know, like I I can see that. And then one option might come up that's random, and it's just. And then there's a different feeling. There's that different pull towards it. And then that's where you can be like, okay, that's what honoring myself is. So it's not that cognitive choice, but it's that awareness of that energy, that kind of guidance system like that. Um, Yeah. We're back to Iggsy. Iggs. Yeah. I was just like, can we really stop podcast? I think we have. So there we go. I I guess I believe that we have. (laughs) And it's baby steps. Absolutely. Baby steps. That's part absolutely right, and it's it's so. I so we our son Ruben is three and a half months, and like it's just so interesting to see the second time. Look, we have an older son. The second, uh, I guess you just look at things differently, and so his little neurons developing and firing, like the little spaz arms, right? These spaz like jerky (laughs) kind of movements, and like he's happy, and he's like all these stuffs are is unfolding, and um he's just learning. Right. And I I look at him and I'm just like, that's what we're continuously doing. Right. So with our behavior, we're doing these spazzy moments, right? Like eating that plate of cookies is one of those old Ruben spazzar movements that just kind of like gets everything down. And it's all part of exactly as as it should be. Right. Because again, I'm looking at him and it's like, of course, like his neurons, those neural pathways are going to get in getting connected and laid and kind of gone through repetitive motions. And like, of course, all these things are, ha- are happening and it's exactly as it should be, but yeah. it's, it's a little bit more challenging to have that grace within ourself, but it's still the same, right? We're still learning. We're still spazzes. I mean, <laughs> I know I'm a spaz. <laughs> so, <laughs> I spaz. Well, so, you can speak for me as well in this okay, particular case. Also spaz. Yes. This this big spaz podcast, I think, is pretty much mm-hmm. what we could have named it. But um, so it, 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 that's that forgiveness with it for ourselves to be where we're at. And um, it, it again, it's easier said than done. I say that a lot, and I say that I guess just to forgive forgive ourselves for being in that situation. Because mm-hmm. of course we're gonna we're gonna default into these kind of coping things. Like of course we are, but we the way through it is just to kind of be present and then choose just choose from that spot and Mm -hmm. it is in a way simple but simple doesn't mean easy and that's part of our journey in life is realizing those two aren't synonymous necessarily that simple does not necessarily mean easy that is so true so true so so i would like to come back to the, the premise that we were talking <laughs> yes. about at the beginning, which is times like change of year, where we have traditionally, historically, a lot of people do all this big goal setting. And what are some of, well, actually, let's start with this. We have talked a lot about, we've used health and fitness as a lot of our examples here. But I, I want to acknowledge that there are some other big places that people tend to do um, some big goal setting. And then let's talk about that and some of the other maybe gentler ways that we can do some of that um, intention setting. And to me, that word intention setting over goal setting is a that gentler approach. Absolutely. It's a target as opposed to an absolute. Yeah. 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 So we've talked a lot about health and fitness, but and other some other places where people tend to set big goals are like mm-hmm. financial pieces in their life, um, business, school, 
uh, family, friends, love, relationships, home, their space, all of those places are things, you know, and for me, I know um, this year, there's some big business goals. So I'm trying to balance that with, okay, so I've got some big business goals. How do I work with that in a gentler this way? Is, I like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then also, because I, th- as you say, we probably have like, okay, well, I got my business goals. I got my financial goals kind of tied. Maybe, you know, I got my physical goals. I got my family goals. Mm-hmm. I got my relationship goals. Where do I put, where do I put my energy? Where do I, what, what do I choose with? It can easily get overwhelming. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What do you do? Yeah. That's, that's the question. Well, I think, I don't know, but I, well, I think maybe that question is when we do feel overwhelmed and even if you had, um, say a list of kind of five areas is, um, if I'm honoring myself, what area should I contribute to today? And again, just kind of see what pops out of those kind of mm-hmm. like five different ones. If you're in that kind of overwhelmed type of phase, I because yeah. uh, that that is right. Like I think we definitely do that, and I think um, we can. I don't know. Sometimes then we can like almost dismiss stuff, and it can get overwhelming. And then we start to ignore things we don't want to ignore. And then we can almost judge ourselves for ignoring it. And it gets into that soupy mess. So again, Mm -hmm. like coming back to that present where all those things are relevant. um, I think I I, I wanted to talk a little bit about habits. And this might be a good kind of potential time to do that. Because, um, you know, as we know, like it takes time to kind of initiate a habit, whether or not that's saving, whether yeah. or not that's paying a bill at a certain time, whether or not that's just the habit of, you know, looking at your bank account balance, right? Like there's, there's, there's different things that kind of, um, allow things to kind of be easier as we go along. Same thing, like a habit of just meditating. You're not forcing yourself to mm-hmm. do it. You're just kind of doing it, but it takes a bit to get there. And, um, you know, by nature habit is a, lo- a lot of the things that we do, um, kind of subconsciously, right? Like they, you know, they say there's, uh, you know, you, you mm-hmm. definitely put on one shoe before the other, same one every morning, but you don't really remember which one, right? <laughs> like, cause you just like, it doesn't really matter. There's a couple great books about habits that we'll put in the show mm-hmm. notes. Um, Atomic Habits and the Power of Habit. I love them both. And um, they go into a lot of detail about this type of stuff, but. All right. You're, 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 I, I have them both in my Audible library, and I have listened to neither one of them. So uh, this is my sign from the universe via Stefan that I need to listen to them. Continue on, please, sir. Yes, and I will just remind you that you will listen to them when it happens, right? Because they definitely are there. Because even yeah, if you've yeah. listened to them once, the same kind of frame, mental kind of mindset comes in i gotta listen to them again i gotta listen to them the fourth time because because you do Mm -hmm. there's so much good stuff in there Mm -hmm. um but basically how um you know there's this these habit loops like there's a cue there's a craving there's a response there's a reward and and the energy behind Mm -hmm. all of it basically is if we want to change something from a habit or neurological point of view, we have to make it worth it for ourselves in some way. We have to want it, not should it, right? And that's often what happens again if we go from that aspect of, okay, this is the things I'm supposed to do. I should go to the gym or I should do this or I should. If you're shoulding it, you're, you're shouldn't it. Yeah. That's what, what, what did someone say before? You're shit in the bed. Yeah. You're shit in the bed. <laughs> but if you make it satisfying, so what ends up satisfying yeah. is in essence a feeling that goes beyond the result of, oh, I can do like blah, blah, blah. It's a what feeling is that going to create for you? And um, mm-hmm. so basically uh, James Clear in, in that, in his book is like, he's like, to, to change something, again, whether or not it's for um, physical health, financial health, stress, family, diet, whatever, you name it, is make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. 
So basically what he's saying with that mm. is like you, you make it like so obvious. And I think sometimes we dismiss things because it's like, oh, no, that's too wet. Like, no. Right. So whether or not that's like leaving your shoes out by the front door, if you want to go for a run, that's one example they give. And you're like, oh, that's dumb. But, but, but no, like it actually makes a difference. Like it, it makes a difference and it also makes it easier. Um, and and that's mm-hmm. where stuff I believe like, um, you know, vision boards, uh, you know, dream boards, like kind of those ideas of kind of getting what that, what's the energy you want. Yeah. That's helpful because it's that energy that you focus on that will help you create the habit to get you there. And, um, it's, it's important. And again, I think, cause we all, I think yeah. have layers of shoulds instead. Like, you know, you mentioned finances. I know a lot of people were like, oh, I should like, oh, I should. Oh my God. They think of their finances and they get like a pit in their stomach. Right. It's just like, oh, you know, it's just like, and so like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to go there. And then it's like, ah, uh, and so, um, it's tough to change a lot if that's the driving kind of force is that kind of heaviness that's there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So to change those, to change, I think anything is focusing on w- the energy of what you want, as opposed to the thing of what you want. Just like how we're mm-hmm. saying, it's not about the thing of going to the gym, but the energy behind it. Well, if you want $10 million, it's not so much, the things you buy with the ten million dollars per se is the energy of what does that what's that like, and that's an interesting kind of exercise because yeah. you know when if someone were to ask me, okay, well, picture yourself with ten million dollars, your mind usually goes to the cessation of worry of finances of something, but that's not really what having that $10 million, that energy is, right? Your brain is just ticking off these types of stuff. But the energy of it, if you can sit in that, well, that makes it that much more attainable, one, from an attractive kind of manifesting point of view, but two, from a practical, to figure out what steps get you there because you can kind of follow what matches that energy. Mm -hmm. So that's my apple. On that sort of trajectory there's another book that i want to mention actually two books that i want to mention Ooh, i like it book podcast one is you are a badass oh that's a great by book Sincero. yeah fantastic book and uh it it intersects between habit building and and money stuff i think um, but in a really entertaining way as totally. well. Totally. She's great. Um, eh? <laughs> she's fantastic. And I listen to it. I, I listen to most books um, rather than reading. Just it's the way it fits into my life because I can do it while I'm driving or doing other things. Me too. And Jen Sincero actually um, narrates her own book and she's really entertaining to listen to as well. So that is absolutely worth checking out. She has another book that's You're a Badass at Making Money as well that gets far more into the money aspect of it, but both of them are fantastic. And recently, I just listened to, I think it's just called You Need a Budget because that's what I use as our budgeting software. Um, And that's a huge focus for me this year is getting our financial life in order because it's a bit of a hot mess, to be honest. And it's a big focus for me is to get that in order and get that feeling not so yucky. And I read the guy who um, wrote the You Need a Budget software, he wrote a book and his name, I believe is Jesse Meacham, 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 I think. Anyway, it's something like that. He has a podcast as well. Um, And, but I listened to his book and it's, whether you use the software or not, he's great about, and it's exactly what you were just saying, Stefan, about the habit building around your finances. That's what it actually is. And it's about taking the yuck out of that process. And it's about the habit building around it. And it's, again, it's quite accessible and he's pretty entertaining to listen to. It's not a stodgy, 
gross financial planning book. And frankly, he's not ever telling you what to do with your money. He's just telling you how to do it. Um, so it's a, it's a worthwhile listen. It takes a lot of the sting out of working with your finances. So that's, that, that was a good resource for me. I like that. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I, I know I too have gone through times where I don't, I just want to avoid the finances altogether. Yeah. And that doesn't help. I remember mm-hmm. even like not wanting even to read books that had good advice about finances mm-hmm. because I would just go into judgment about what I hadn't done yet. Yeah. And the advantage of books, like I think you're describing, and I know like the, um, uh, the gen, the, Sentero. I was going to say Shapiro, but it's not that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> not great with names. Jen, I'll call her. Uh, that yep. book, though, is when it is humorous, when it comes from a real place, there's just an inherent non judgment that gets imbued through it. So I know, like, when yeah. I listen to books like that, that I'm not, it's not, I'm not making about whatever parts of me that I'm like from my past or whatever, I'm just yeah. like, Oh, okay. This is possible. Right. And I think that yeah. that's nice is there's, there's different authors that have the capacity to look at it in terms of possibilities as opposed to shoulds. So I like these, I like our, I like our books. Actually, Jensen Chero really hits that one on the, on the head because she talks, she goes into depth about her own origin story and the fact that she was like, I, I'm not going to get her age exactly right, but she was like, I don't know, 40 years old. Let's give it a round number, but it was, you know, something like that. And she was still like living in a garage converted apartment, barely able to afford to put gas in her car. Like, she came from there to being in a completely different place financially. And she walks you through how she got there. But it is so without judgment because she was there there. at a stage of her life when she was looking at all the people around her and feeling exactly like what you're describing. Like, oh shit, I've really missed the mark because I'm too late. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, interesting. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I like this. I want to. I want to touch yep. on um, some of the things that we can do that feel, you know, if you do want to put energy into some sort of a system around goal setting and that kind of thing, that or intentions, but that feels softer or gentler. Um, And I think the same can be, I think we can use habit building synonymously in this respect. I think you mentioned dream boards and vision boards. And I think that those are a great tool because you put a lot of energy into making them. My daughter actually, when she was home for Christmas, she made hers while she was here because I used to make them with the kids every year and they were it was so funny I have to tell you a little story so I did that with my kids when they were I I don't even remember how old they were the twins were maybe like eight or ten and you know my older daughter was you know she's two years older so it was sort of in that that time frame and I was trying to explain that it wasn't just like a a gift list for Santa. Like (laughs) it it was a a bit of it, but you know, they're kids and that's kind of what it ended up being. It was sort of a, a lot of things that they wanted, but it was their dream boards. And so we made them one year and they hung them beside their beds and they just hung them there for the year. And we, we would, you know, sort of notice them once in a while, but they were just in their line of vision all the time. And even just very unconsciously. And a year or so later, we decided to make new ones. And when we made new ones, we took a look at their old ones that they were taking down. And all of them were like, whoa, I can't believe, like, this thing and this thing and this thing. And it wasn't 100% of the things on the vision board, but it was... a a large majority of the things that were on the vision boards that they had made the year before had come into being in their lives. And it had been in a, 
uh, like an unconscious arriving of them in their lives. And they were so floored by that process that it was just the fact that they'd been like in their subconscious because they'd been in front of them all the time. And here they were in their lives. And a lot of two, at least two of my kids have continued doing um, vision boards into their own adulthoods. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, so that's a great that's a great way to kind of have structure to um, put structure to a structureless thing in the essence of that energy yeah. of where we want to go towards. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and and it feels like a gentle structure to me. It is a gentle structure. Yeah. Um, one thing that's popping to me was actually um, my partner Caitlin kind of mm-hmm. wrote this down and started saying this, and I've been saying it too. And it does shift your mindset. And it's simple. It's just repeating or saying, I'm so lucky. Everything works out for me. And mm-hmm. at first, I even had a little bit of resistance. Oh, I can't feel a little bit. But then I started saying it and just you, you say it. And again, it's not something where it's 100% hit all the time. But you start to notice energy shift. And then you start to mm-hmm. notice life shift. And it's really, really cool. And I think it's okay to, you know, you can switch that up and you can do it because again, it's the energy behind it and not the words. Yeah. But yeah. So I'll, I'll add, so we got one dream board, two, um, phrases, affirmations, whatever you want to call. Yeah. I'm going to call them magic spells right now. I'm going to call it a magic spell. I like Cause, that. Because that's kind of what it feels like in in that moment because you're just like it's something that's greater than the words that initiates something that's beyond our cognitive comprehension so it's a magic spell so magic spells there we go i like that and i i think i told you to my friend courtney who you know as well um she shared with me a phrase that her uh mentor she's a also um an acupuncturist and her mentor shared this with her when she was making some big changes in her um, business, you know, space. And she shared it with me this year. And I've really been working with that too, is when you're setting some, what feel like big audacious goals, it's not that hard. Yeah. Just that yeah. phrase. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. It, it, it sort of takes the, um, audacity out of it you know totally like, and it's insurmountable it's, like yeah, no. yeah, yeah. it's not that hard it's not that hard it's not, yeah. that, hard. It's not so that hard i like that magic spells yeah. magic I think, spells um choosing so one of the things that i have done for the last few years is choosing a word or a couple of words that are sort of my theme words for the year Last year, my theme words were, I had four of them, joy, love, simplify, and flow. This year, they have shifted. I have three this year, and they are creativity, flow stuck around. Flow is still in place. So creativity, flow, and magic. So magic really clicks in with your spells. I like it. (laughs) At first, I thought you said stuck around as one of your words. I was like, interesting. Oh, but no, there you go. Okay. Okay. I like that. Theme words for... flow, and magic. Yeah. Yeah, because you can use that at any time frame. Like my theme words for the month, the week, the day, like whatever it is, is just kind of setting that like, okay, because it is nice to have those reference points. And those are basically starting those habits. Because those, yes. those words have a charge, they have an energy, then that's satisfying because they all imbue like a fuck yeah kind of energy. Yeah. So it it kind of can't so long. I, I really like that. So and to me, words. when I'm trying to make choices about like I, I default into making to-do lists that are way too long. <laughs> That is my default position. And one, I mean, that was the other thing I was going to mention in a second is like simplify and create fewer goals. But when I'm trying to do that, and when I'm in that process of trying to simplify and reduce my to-do list, when I do that with those words in mind, like what are the things that hit my words? 
creativity, flow, magic. Yeah. Those are the places where my energy is going to be best spent. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And if, you know, even planning your day or like if those words resonate with, you know, friends asking you for coffee or something and it's, you know, one of those words pops up, then it's even that more like, okay, like that's where I'm going. Yeah. I think I'm doing that. I like it. Um, Okay. I'm going to add again, just seeing as we're kind of going through and some of the, some of the stuff up is question. Um, you know, yep. It's, it's you're the question. Kind of guy. I'm the question. Well, I've learned uh, a lot, and a lot of that again came from my my courses in access consciousness. It was, uh, mm-hmm. but questions come up a lot of places. But um, being in and asking questions, simple questions. Mm-hmm. What does honoring myself look like today? Yes. Uh, what choice can I make today that contributes to my financial future right away? Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's endless, you know, you can just, but the simpler the question, the better. And you really don't want a why question. Why's are just kind of story for your brain. Yeah. So simple questions like that. And I think with the theme that we're on, what is honoring myself look like here? And if you're thinking about different things, yeah. so that's it. Question. And then Sarah, you just said. Simplifying your to-do list. Okay. Simplifying like fewer goals. So. One of the things that I have learned for myself over time is it it used to be that I would set my goals in the area of finances and health and relationship and family and home and, 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 and what I have learned about myself, and I honestly don't think I'm alone in this. However, I don't want to make the assumption and speak for anybody else. So I will speak for myself. What I have learned is that in a given space of time, I can actually only give my real attention to like a a very limited breadth of things. Oh, totally. So, um, I probably will not have the energy to make a massive change in my health, uh, meaning like huge dietary changes, going to the gym all the time, doing all the things to make a big, big, big health change and up level my business by 10 times. You know what I mean? Like, Those are both life-changing goals, life-changing, that take a fuck ton of energy, and I probably cannot do them simultaneously. So which one is going to take the front seat now for this period of time? Whether this period of time is this month or this quarter or this six months or this year, yeah. Um, and, you know, for me, I know that this year, like 2022 was a lot about um, finding my next steps. So it was a lot of internal work for me yeah. because I, I, I knew something more was coming, but I didn't know what it was. So it was a lot of internal work this year is um, a lot of like getting my financial life in order. So that is both my personal financial life and my business financial life, which means growing my business. So those things um, dovetail, but I probably can't do that and lose a hundred pounds in the same year. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I have to choose my priorities. I think choosing what, again, what is asking the question of which one kind of in that moment do you want to put your energy towards, but it's also not impossible to do those things. But when it's also, it's as the set out of doing it, it's it's taking kind of one step. 
And in, mm-hmm. uh, in these like habit books, they talk about like keystone habits, right? Like to mm-hmm. kind of going through and eventually you kind of get pick, you get one habit that has a real cascading effect down kind of the chain and suddenly everything's changing. And I think, again, it's those things that there's common denominators about amongst all those goals that we, you know, finance is mm-hmm. health and everything related to consciousness related to, you know, word, whatever, whatever. Right. And I think yeah. when sometimes you get the right habit, then you, things start to change in a lot of different areas, yeah. but it's true in order to get there, we have to simplify them to know what you want to choose in that moment. Again, knowing we can always choose again differently yes. at a different moment. But to simplify them to kind of be like, okay, wait a minute, where are we going here, right? And to get it, it's like taking stock of something. Okay, where are we? And then being able to kind of choose from there. So I like it. Okay, we got our our playbook for 2023, the year of me. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yes, (laughs) indeed. All right. Well, I think we're at a good time here. I think we are. Um, Yeah. So um, I'm going to, this is going to have some good show notes in it. Um, yeah. cause there's a lot of good stuff here. And, uh, so I'm excited for everybody to take a look at this stuff. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Indeed. This was a, this was a good one. I, this I was enjoyed a good one. this one. Me too. Me too. I got all sorts of little yeah. habits going on in my head right now. It's good. And it's not just gibberish. <laughs> so that's good too. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining our conversation today. You can head over to thisbiglifepodcast.com for all the show notes and information. If you loved what you heard here today, would you do us a favor and rate and review the show? It helps more people just like you discover these juicy conversations. And if you know someone you think would love this particular episode, you can even go ahead and share it with them right now. And if you have a topic you would love to hear us discuss, or someone you think would make a great guest for our show, You can submit your ideas using the link in the show notes. And you can always find us on Instagram at This Big Life Podcast. Thanks again. We'll be right back here in your ears next Tuesday. See you then.